Oh, guess what? That's right. It's that time of week again. It is Ice the Kicker podcast with me, Tom Deacon. I'm a good man next to me right now, the one and only Green Bay fan, probably the biggest Green Bay fan right now after their win. It's the one and only Mr. Charlie Hawkins. Woo. Go, Pat, go. Um, Charlie, um, seven days has passed and I want to thank you right now. I love this podcast. I love doing this. I love talking about the NFL because that's what this podcast is all about. With two NFL fans, I support the 49ers. You support the Green Bay Packers, but that's not what this podcast is all about. This is all about us getting a better understanding of the NFL, talking about the big talking points, looking back at the matches that happen and the games that are coming ahead. And that's kind of opening up for the big NFL world out there. And we're trying to build it, aren't we? We are. And what a brilliant week. Each week, it just keeps getting better and better. And I know we say it, but there's always so much to discuss and dive into. And I can't wait. I know. Um, new changes for the podcast. We'd like to update you a little bit. Uh, before we talk about the Twitter, uh, I just want to say thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, keep spreading the good vibes and the word about our podcast. Um, make it easier for yourself. Subscribe so that it will download it for you automatically. Um, in terms of Twitter... Good things are happening there, aren't they? Because um, you were chatting to a, a big NFL celebrity fan. Yeah, we uh, Sam Sam Quick, Olympic gold medalist. She uh, she always tweeting about an NFL. She was uh, she does presenting at the NFL London Games. She tweeted out something. I tweeted back this week, just a funny reply, and she she kindly replied. Nothing about the pod, but no, she's a big Chiefs fan. So, like you said, maybe we can uh, get her on. But um, no, it's good. We just got to keep spreading the love and. Uh, Trying yeah. to build on the platform. And you've been massively on the admins. Uh, we had 89 followers, then it dropped down to 88. It's building. Charlie, it's building. It's building. I mean, I have no social media. Now I've worked out how to hashtag and send tweets. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a whole new world for me. I'm pretty excited. It's probably why we've gone back down to 88, because now I'm on the Twitter. No, but, uh, it's not at all. It's not at all. So yeah. much to talk about. Um, on the playbook today, uh, this is going to happen. Right now, there should be a picture of Charlie and I uh, with our setup that we've got. New mics, new everything. We're building this podcast. That's what we're trying to do uh, with your support. Uh, I've got a red microphone cover and Charlie's got a green one for our, um, well, our teams that we absolutely love. Here's the thing. On the playbook today, we'll be doing all of the usual. The PUP will be coming up. We're talking fantasy, boom or bust. Final thoughts of the show. That'll be at the end, obviously, standard. But we do want to talk about the news stories, and that is where we are going to kickstart this week. Um, Charlie, Mike Smith, he's been shown the door at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defensive coordinator. It's happened. Is this a good thing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What's your approach on this? Well, firstly, we always talk news of the week. That's where we kick our pod off. And um, it, we always get we always get a, a, like a rough idea what the news is going to be. Obviously, the game's on a weekend, but there's always something major that happens on a Monday, and it just makes it to the top of the news. First firing of the season, it is Mike Smith, defensive coordinator of the Buccaneers. But it's one that I felt was coming for a little while. If we scratch away at the surface, the Bucks have had those little problems, those little rumblings, because last year they were a team that everyone was sort of like their dark horse pick, the, the pick that they fancied to make the playoffs. And it never happened. Everyone sort of jumped on this bandwagon due to hard knocks and everyone junked the, the Powerade, the Gatorade, as they say, and everyone got uh, on the hype juice. And um, they just never performed. So the coach is on the hot seat, Dirk um, Cutter, Cota, if I'm pronouncing that right. But this is the first kind of thing now. We see it, you know, as we say, the head coach wants to sort of do the finger pointing, pay, play the blame game. It's like, well, I'm an offensive-minded guy. The offense has been putting up numbers, whether it's been Fitzmagic or Winston, but the defense, I mean, I like Mike Smith. And 
he, he's a former head coach of the Falcons, which is a bit sweet that he um, that was his last game with the Bucks. He lost his job to him, but um, they've conceded huge numbers. Like I think it's consecutive games with four hundred passing yards conceded. But I do believe this is where. Co- Kurt has gone, wait, it's not me, it's not me. Like, hey, uh, the offence is working. The defence, this guy, this guy. And the rumblings have started. It it seems a little bit unfair that uh, maybe it's not Mike Smith. I think, and I'm going to talk about it on this podcast a lot, that that people are very quick and and not seeing things narrow-mindedly, but is it the uh, the defensive coordinator's problem? Is it up to the players to be implementing the things that he's trying to say? No, I'm not defending Mike Smith. I don't know enough about the you know the bucks but he's got the can he's been kicked out and now it's up to the players to kind of get a new defensive coordinator in who can help them but it seems a bit like rather than the head coach leaving it's it's him that's taking the flag i think that's the that, that's the key point you've made tom in the fact that is this schematic problems or are the play, uh, is it mike smith's game plans or are the players not implementing his ideas so i think this is a problem but that when you're seeing you know this is a results based business and stats never help but you're seeing the numbers that they're conceding and they're putting up points it's e- easy to say it's the defense but previously the bucks had a decent defense and mike um i think it was either last year or the year before and then mike smith was being touted as getting back in uh, with a head coach job so it's funny how it can turn we are fickle but i only think that this is the beginning of the end for the Dirk Cotter, I think that was his last trump card and he's played it now. And if and if they don't go on and do anything, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it does seem like his last ace. Um, in terms of news for the rest of the NFL, um, I think it's a pretty slow week this week to, to, to dive into. But in terms of injuries, they, they do start to affect the season for teams. I mean, the fact that um, you look at those big names that are out. Uh, Ronald Leary is going to be um, out uh, for the Broncos. He's their guard, a torn Achilles. And then you've got the Vikings man, Mike Hughes, an ace. ACL tear. Those are big losses for both of those teams. Huge because we, we've we've spoke about the Broncos' uh, O line problems, and if he's if their number one guards going down, that's not good. They're, they're it's bad as it is. And then the Vikings at corner, they are they 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 have pretty good depth there. But um, he was their first round draft pick, I believe, and um, that's a big loss because he'd start he'd start making a few sneaky plays, Mike Hughes, and I was a big fan of him. So that any I think any injury to any players a loss, but yeah. um, it, it's as they say in the NFL, next man up is how these teams deal with these losses and how they bounce back. Yeah, uh, a lot of people obviously say when they're, when they're new to NFL, they go, why do they need so many players? Because it's a physical game and people are going to get injured. Uh, in terms of a guard, that's the person who's really protecting their quarterback. Yeah. And, and if you can't protect your quarterback, you don't give him enough time uh, in what we call the pocket where he drops back and then you are trying to protect him so that he has more time to throw the football out to his wide receivers. I saw it a lot of the time the game this week Titans no time Mariota was was slapped to the floor I think it was 10 times in total um unfortunately we won't be talking about that game too much because not a lot happened but uh but uh we will be talking about the Titans because they are the next London game uh, in terms of other injuries Josh Allen is out for the Buffalo Bills that's quite a big loss for him because he'd, he'd fought his place as a rookie and then gets his throwing arm but that's going to be week to week but hey, you know, the Bills looks good, they look bad, they look good. Well, they look great on defense, and I think that's what's kept them in the games. The offense is having major problems. But Josh Allen looks mobile, he looks great, he's, he's their leading rusher, and he's their quarterback. But the big thing I noticed about the Bills game this week was um, there's been a few 
uh, more rumbling, shall I say, player unhappiness. They they traded for Kelvin Benjamin, for, formerly of the Carolina Panthers. And before the game, Josh Allen said to him, "Hey, should we run some? Should we run some routes?" And all the receivers said yes. And Kelvin Benjamin just said no. I love that. No, professional, but maybe maybe I, I think I'm not going to defend him here, but. Uh, that's his definitely not, not professional. I mean, but it's not his. It's not how he plays. It's not. But how he, he said we're not a passing offense. He said no one's throwing me the ball. Well, oh, you, he's throwing you, his toys you, out the pram. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, well, you saying you're not getting the ball, and or Josh Allen's not throwing, or he's not good enough. You not practicing the roots. That doesn't help. That I mean, yeah, that's re- I, I don't know. And and it's funny because he he uh, moved from the Panthers, and as soon as he arrived at the Bills, all he did was moan about Cam Newton. And then there was a famous thing. They played each other. Cam Newton went to shake his hand and they had a bit of a thing he didn't want to know. So I don't know. Kelvin Benjamin, keep attacking your quarterback. I don't know if this is a great thing. It's not a good thing. Any team you support, if you hear that players are not, not pulling their weight, but just not fighting for the team, you don't mm. want to hear about that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, you're running the routes. There's so many each team has in terms of their arsenal of like, we're going to run this now. We're going to run this play. You run that way, turn after 10 yards, etc. If he doesn't want to practice it, it's not going to get the ball. But anyway, Bills, uh, they've got that injury to contend with. Amari Cooper out. We saw it in London. Seahawks versus the Raiders. Uh, quite a big loss, but to be fair, he's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde player this this season so maybe not a massive well he is in this offense but apparently the Raiders are shopping Cooper they're saying that there's been some talks that they want to trade him out I mean it's all changed there what with Mac now Cooper but it wasn't long ago I'm going to say this Charlie where it's Derek Carr the quarterback for the Raiders throwing to the likes of Crabtree on one side Amari Cooper that they picked up in the first round of the draft they got rid of Crabtree Cooper it's all yours it hasn't happened that way, and now they they look shot. But we but I don't know if that's Cooper's fault because when he did have that amazing year, I think it was it wasn't last year; it was the season before. He looked brilliant. They and did, and, did and I'm br- a big believer: if you can do it once, you can do it again. Okay, all right. Well, listen. Um, that slow news week, but the big news is just coming up in one second. Uh, bear with us because I need to give a slight apology. Last week on the podcast, we had a quiz question about who had had the most amount of receptions in the first five seasons who had beaten Larry Fitzgerald. He's a wide receiver. He plays for the Cleveland Browns. His name is Jarvis Landry. That is the quiz question for last week answered. So thank you very much. Uh, if that's been, well, I do apologize if it's been bothering you all week. Quiz question, you ready for it this week, Charlie? Go. Okay. Since 2017, there are four quarterbacks with at least 5,000 yards and a completion percentage of 66 or higher. The four quarterbacks, I would like their names, please. Uh, but bearing in mind, I'm going to give you one of them. His name is Case Keenum. Oh, because I would, I would have guessed him. And people would no, say, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, but I'll tell you why. Because you just said since 2017. So it's only last season, this one. Case played for the Vikings. They got to the, the championship game and lost. So I would have thought he probably put up big numbers. The Vikings were wins. I mean, if it, we're only talking about last year, it can't be that many. Do you know what I mean? I genuinely would have said them, so I'm gutted because now I have to think... Uh, Three I'll other pro- quarterbacks then. I have to say Drew Brees. Uh, incorrect. Mm. One more quarterback guess and then I'm going to let everybody listening to this podcast try and work it out. Mm. So don't forget... Wentz? Carson Wentz is not there. Well, it's a silly question, isn't it? Oh, come on, mate. Don't <laughs> be loud. Quiz you, question. You, you, give me a question. Give me an answer. Well, I was just trying to help you along with that one. I didn't know that you were actually going to get that one. Anyway, we're we're on. Uh, that is the quiz question. Uh, which four I'm quarterbacks bitter, with, at, with at least 5,000 yards and a completion percentage of 66 or higher? Uh, that's since 2017. Case Keenum is one of them. I'll give you the answers at the end of the podcast. 
I promise you I will. Russell um, Wilson. Incorrect. Um, right. So, um, listen, um, with this podcast, I've mentioned it a few times, and the reason I've mentioned it this time, and we, we tend not to, is because last night, Monday Night Football, uh, it was billed as being a terrible Monday Night Football game. It actually was incredible. It was my 49ers taking on Charlie's Green Bay Packers, and what a game, finishing 30-33 to Green Bay. A field goal sealed the deal for Go Pack Go. Um, Charlie, your thoughts on this game? Oh, what a game. Firstly, I mean, it was sealed with a field goal. And just shout out to Mason Crosby. He was our PUP last week. He had a terrible game against the Lions. And it's almost like sometimes these these sports stories are already written before they happen. Of course, it would be him to get the game-winning field goal. He made all these kicks. And uh, I'm, I'm great for him because it, it, it must not have been the, the nicest week for him. But just... Just the game was brilliant. Like you said, people were like, oh, Green Bay ain't playing well. 49s have lost so many key pieces. Oh, this isn't the best of Monday night games. And it was fantastic. It was pure end-to-end stuff. Offences on both sides, just brilliant. Defending on both sides. Green Bay, really bad. 49ers actually, for a period of time... I'd say that, a game of two halves. But 49ers actually, Salah and his game plan, I, I mean... I said this to you earlier. I think there's a lot of positives for 49ers to take from this. I know it's easy if, you know, my team won last night. I can say, hey, look, you guys take positive. But there generally is. And there was so much I liked. And I liked to, I I, I did watch the game. I mean, obviously, I I wanted a Green Bay win. But I like to look at it from a neutral perspective. And it's funny because NFL is the only sport where drawing, or shall we say a tie, is not normal. If it was normal football, soccer, you go, you know what, a draw is a fair result. But in NFL, a tie feels weird. You rather lose. It just feels so strange, doesn't it? It's bewildering a tie. But even though I wouldn't have wanted that last night, almost both teams deserved it. And, and yeah. at one point in time, I truly believe this is one of the times where Rodgers can't do a quarterback. I know, I know, I was sort of can't writing that man off. It wasn't that I was writing him off, but I just thought, you can't do it every time. And the 49ers... We're not, we're not, we, 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 we wasn't stopping them. We, we could not stop them. But that man, Rogers, he just knows how to game manage, move those chains, watch that clock more than anyone else. Get those, call those plays, get those receivers out of band. It, we didn't have no timeouts. I mean, just even if you are neutral and you're new to this and you're learning, you watch that and you're like, this is art. This is beautiful, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, um, all right, so going into this match, I know for a fact I'd said that the 49ers are not going to win this, and uh, they were bookies' favourites to lose this one. It was Green Bay's to have. But I tell you what, I woke up this morning, got on my game pass, watched the 40 minutes in bed, couldn't see the result, couldn't see it, but I had this sense, like, could the 49ers have done it? And I tell you what, it was definitely a game of two halves. 49ers just, just absolutely getting off to a great start, and then losing it towards the end, I did hear the stat that said that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the fourth quarter in terms of his rating. He does it time and time again. I then went on the WhatsApp, sent a message to the big group, and I said, listen, guys, one, you know, two words on this one, Aaron Rodgers, that's it. Charlie sends me back, Aaron Rodgers smiling. I think it was in a, a, a was it a Detroit game that he just uh, looks Cowboys. over to the, Cowboys yeah. looks over to the side with a cheeky smile. He is incredible. Um, looking at our teams, though, the 49ers, a lot of fans are quick. The faithful, as we, we're known, are talking about Shanahan, this is terrible, this is awful, Salah, what awful plays, why are we doing the same problem, the same, making the same mistakes, we're too conservative in the fourth quarter. The, the heads want to be rolled. That's what fans want. I think it's so fickle. I, I really, really do. You tried to cheer me up. You said there's a lot of positives to take from that. And I think there are. Um, which team do you want to look at first? 
Uh, should we just stay with the 49ers? Yeah, let's. I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you can tell us more because you're a 49ers fan, but for me, as a Green Bay fan looking at the 49ers, I'm watching it. There was a period where we couldn't move those chains, Rodgers. We kept punting or either field goals, and I was like, Salah kept getting us off. He was blitzing us. He was confusing the blitz. So every time it looked like you was going to blitz, you wasn't, and vice versa. And we didn't have an answer for that. So I was agreeing. I'm thinking, Salah, he, he just, the game plan's working. And then you was coming off, and um, CJ Befford was scoring. So I'm going, and all I'm hearing from Green Bay fans is, cool, if only we had Shanahan calling our offensive play. So we're from afar, we're appreciating you guys. And you have to remember... You said you were the bookies' massive favourite to lose this game. You've gone into Lambeau Field, where historically, really, Green Bay don't lose a lot. You've nearly won in the dying in the dying seconds. You've put up thirty points with a backup quarterback, not your number one running back, and CJ Befford. Let's let's be honest. Looked like he was a, a really high ran draft pick last night. He had the, the highest passer rating. He he completed everything. His deep ball is unbelievable. He drops dimes. You got Goodwin on the outside. I mean. I know I said it last week, and I'm not saying it because it's very easy to compliment someone when you've won, but one and five, like I say, that sometimes doesn't reflect teams. There's a five and one team, don't think. There's lots of positives to be had, and you wasn't expected to win that game. So if you would have got blown out, people were like, oh, well, do you know what I mean? It's maybe because you were so close. What do yeah. you think? Sorry, uh, I'm no, rambled. No, no, I, th- I think you're totally right. I think um, they did. Salah being the defensive coordinator for the uh, Niners, um, he he was dialing up plays. That's what we call in the NFL. He's dialing up plays. This is how we're going to affect Rogers' game. And he did that. And we looked like we had a pass rush. We, we haven't had one for years. Uh, we have picked high draft round picks on uh, Solomon Thomas, Armstead. Uh, who else is in it? Buckner, DeForest Buckner. We've got big guys that we've gone big on and they haven't quite delivered. Buckner looks fantastic. Um I think it just it just comes but down Thomas to Thomas was making plays and then yeah. they were pulling him out and then the the pundits were saying he, he needs to be in there all the time. You can't just play him on like third downs and thing when you're like he needs to be in there more. If he's if he's a playmaker, let him make plays, you know. It's like us. We don't always Clay comes in on certain plays, Mike Daniel comes in on certain plays, but you really want them in all the time. I know, you know, if you're playing a lot of snaps, that that's just not how it works. Heavy rotation, but I, I don't know. We are we're so quick to criticize and you know, the NFL season's so short that when you are one and five, you're like, right, it's already over now till next September. But it feels yeah, that positive. way. But, but there feels like there's pieces there. You were talking about our first round pick, actually. What did you, you notice from him? Our left, uh, our guard, or basically. Well, they to... said that he started really well. And like I said, I haven't watched every 49er game because they're not my team. I try to watch Red Zone, everything else. And apparently he's graded out well, but he was getting beat a lot by Clay Matthews. And I, I just thought. Uh, Clay Matthews has speed on him, but does he have strength and size? No. So it surprised me a little bit that Clay was able to get as random as quick to put CJ Befford under duress. So, I mean, look, I'm sure someone who would knows more about it, the X's and O's and, and watch the film could would say differently, but from an outsider, that, that didn't convince him. If you, He was our first pick in the draft. If we do happen to get a really high pick, it's about in NFL about choosing the right player. There's so many booms or busts in, in, yeah, in terms of... There is. And, and, and you never know. No, no, no pick is a guarantee. Look at, look at Antonio Brown, Tom Brady in the fifth round. There's no guarantee whatsoever. We could talk about uh, numerous first-round picks that don't work out, but at the time, they said that was a big reach for Mike McGlinchey, mm-hmm. and they reached it. It was a position of need, maybe too high a reach. Again, this is one game, apparently he's graded out well. I'm not being hard on him. 
It's yeah. just interesting, isn't it? Uh, watching the Green Bay Packers, uh, Rogers just doing it time and time again. Uh, and it seemed like in the first half, he was telling his wide receivers, I need you there, not here. I need you there. He, he manages that game. That's why he's an incredible quarterback. We're seeing it this year with rookie quarterbacks. They don't have that experience. Rogers has that. In terms of your next couple of games, Charlie, not looking um, favourable. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, we've got uh, our next five games. We play four on the road. Luckily, we have a bye week, but we're going to the Rams. No easy. They're the only team that's undefeated. We, we know how scary they are in offence. And if we're going to be like that, how we played last night in defence, it's worrying. We go to the Patriots. We know what they're like at Foxborough. It's just it's tough. And then we go Seahawks away, Vikings away. We only play the Dolphins at home. And, and Aaron Rodgers summed it up perfectly last night. This is when we will find out really what this team is about. Yeah. How many minerals have you got? Love that from, from Rogers. Uh, quick question. Do you, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Just as a six seed. Okay. I like that. Uh, interesting enough, little fact. Uh, Kyle Shanahan became the head coach in 2017 for the 49ers. That, uh, having played 10 games decided by three or fewer points, uh, Shanahan is three of seven. So he's only won three. And lost seven uh, when the games are won by three or fewer points. And those seven losses are the most in the NFL. So it's really interesting that Kyle Shanahan, he's made this team there or thereabouts. I think a lot of 49er fans will be like, yeah, but we'd quite like to win. Morally, we're pieces, a better team. Though. It's just the But pieces. Jimmy G is, is the quarterback when they've had those three wins and the seven losses have come from CJ Befford. But anyway, it, it, it's, uh, it's food for thought, a lot coming up. We've delved into that game a bit more, but I think you can uh, forgive us for that because... It's our teams going head-to-head. Lots to be positive about. Um, Look, Eagles, Giants. It was Thursday uh, night football's uh, match last week. Uh, Those Eagles, back to winning ways, getting a 34-13 victory. Talk to me about those Giants, though. Um, Is it, could it, and should it be the end of Eli Manning? (sighs) Saquon Barkley, I'm going to throw it out there. What a beast. What unbelievable. Already could be, like, potentially... Maybe, I don't know, it's a bold statement about the best running back in the NFL. I mean, his legs are huge. He's fires, he's balancing his strength. The way he breaks tackles, it's unbelievable. But the Giants have a real, real problem here. I I never like to sort of say a player like, no, they've lost it. Because I, 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 I'm, I'm almost like, I don't believe in a player losing it. If you've got the ability, you've got the ability. I like to say, is his O-line great? What, but... They shored it up a little bit this year. They got Nate Solder. They they drafted Will Hernandez. They have so many weapons. It's very very worrying. He's he's gone back to this dink and dunk. Apparently he doesn't um, he doesn't attempt any passes over twenty yards. I'm sure there's a stat out there. And they haven't converted on a third down. The Giants since week four. In their last two games, they've gone zero for fourteen on third downs. I I don't like to say it, but the big thing about heading the Giants this year it was the one big question. They had the second pick in the draft. Eli Manning, whether he's lost it or not, you asked the question. They said, prepare for the future. They could have took Darnold. They could have took Rosen. They could have took Lamar Jackson. They could have took Josh Allen. They went with a running back. I think, I think it, it's because um, when you look at their team, it was when Ben McAdoo uh, came in and he benched Eli Manning. Mm. He sees his de- decline um, in his performance, benched him. It's like the whole of New York apart from the Jets fans, uh, went like, you can't Oh, went crazy it. because he's like, he's like the games. prodigal son. He, he's, he's almost God in New York. He, I mean, he probably never has to buy a drink in his life, Eli Manning. He's won two Super Bowls there. I mean, he's their hero. It's, it's a respect thing. So he's not been shown that respect. That's basically what it comes down to. Uh, then Pat Shermer comes in, goes, oh no, he's, he's our quarterback again. And then that's, that's the end of it. But they've lost four games in the last 19. 
Uh, so out of the last 23 games, they've won four, lost 19. That is not good enough. That's terrible. I mean, but but they did, they haven't prepared for the next the next round they, 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 because apparently this draft coming up uh, in 2019, uh, it's not a great quarterback. This is what I'm saying. So I don't know why they didn't take it. Look, we know Saquon Barkley is a is an elite elite player. We we we've seen glimpses. He should get there. He's a blue chip player, as they say. What does that mean? It, it just means that he, he's a rarity. He's, they don't come along these premium players. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. That you you know we we spoke earlier. Is it a, is it a miss? Is it hit? Is it a bust? He's he's, 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 he's almost certified. We know. Yeah. Like Khalil Mack comes along. We know. We like Aaron Rodgers. These these players come along. Right. He's going higher because we we just know he's yeah. breaking all types of records in college. We know he's fantastic. But Alvin Kamara went in the third round last year. He's dangerous. He's unbelievable. So you can find running backs. Can you find quarterbacks? The argument is yes, because Tom Brady went in the fifth. We've seen that was a long time ago, yeah. But you, they had such a wide wealth of options at quarterback. And with Eli Manning, they could have, like we said, sat him for a little while. They missed out on Darnold, Rosen, whoever goes on to have a great career. Now, next year, you're telling me it's not a great class. Yeah, don't miss out on a blue chip player like Saquon, but Saquon can't win those games on his own. So, I, I mean, I'm always inclined... I find that quarterback. It starts with a quarterback, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I, and that's I, what teams chase. I think Barkley's come in and, and given the the Giants something to be happy about. And unbelievable that the Jets picked up Donald. Your your rival team in your same state, your same city. The Jets must be loving that. They hold that over you. Whatever the, those two careers going to be linked. They share a stadium. Donald goes on and leads them to whatever. And it's like you could have had him. He's our man. This is what you missed out on. Ooh, it's cold as ice, but I think you're, I think you're right. Uh, Charlie, uh, fans question this week, uh, leading on when we talk about quarterbacks, um, questions, very simple, uh, Brady or Breeze. It's, it's one of those questions where you're like, it's like, you know, it's such a, such a, the, the, the answers for that are so vast. Tom Brady or Drew Breeze in terms of the question, was it, was it asking who would you rather have or who's the better quarterback? I think it was who's better. And I sort of don't like these questions because it's all a bit, comes down to subjective in preference let's face it i mean there can only be one goat like greatest of all time but they're all elite i, I mean if i've got anyone of, of, of breeze and brady or even rogers whoever we're throwing into it i'm pretty happy i mean they're all a joy to watch they all have their strengths they all have their weaknesses i mean we, we've sort of been blessed at a time when we're seeing an, a number of great quarterbacks that history will be very very kind to these guys they're all going to be in the hall of fame and they're all playing at once yeah in terms of in terms of its passing yards, was it for Drew Brees just recently? Drew Brees, but then Tom Brady was the first. He got two hundred regular wins, first one to do that, beating the Chiefs. I mean, I mean, they've all got. I mean, and then Aaron Rodgers was the first guy to uh, get to a certain amount of yards, the youngest quarterback to do it. I so, knew you'd mention Aaron Rodgers. I knew you'd mention. No, because I'm not having a go. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing, being biased. I just say, look, I don't like that question. I, I, I could easily make an argument for all of them, but they're all breaking records left, right, and centre. I mean, it, it's it's a pick'em, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think so. Neither of us are answering that question just on the basis that they're both sitting incre- on the fence. Yeah, they're both incredible quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think that I think they all got to watch their back for Brock Osweiler. So wow, uh, we will be talking <laughs> about that in a due course. October, uh, the Bears taking on the Bad Boys, um, the the Dolphins. Um, listen, here's the thing. We said it was going to be the big game. It it didn't disappoint in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Forty points for the Chiefs. But unfortunately, not enough to beat the Patriots uh, at home. 43 in Foxborough. Uh, there you go. What a game. Uh, so much to talk about. So little time, so we won't. But but in terms of 
how much of a big momentum the Chiefs were on. Uh, they were looking for 6-0. and They're now 5-1. and They lost to, quite frankly, they're the Patriots. They always managed to deliver. And Brady definitely delivered, even running in for a touchdown from more than one yard away, which I is know, different for him. Rarity. But it's like what we said earlier, you know, we're Green Bay and 49ers fans, but... These games are great for the for the neutrals, and it, and it's and it's why I love the NFL. It's what drew me to the sport. Every game, it's just they always go to the one. You're like, Chiefs have got this, but like they're just brilliant games. And I'm seeing tweets like, oh, this is going to be the AFC Championship game. But the Patriots, we know they turn it on in October, and another team that at home, very very hard to beat them. Mm. Very hard. And for but the Chiefs for in defeat, they still look fantastic. Still put up huge number of points. It's their defense that worries me. It it does indeed. But people are, bit, are sort of saying they like Mahomes more now with this loss. And he still looked really good. You, you're taking on the Patriots. Um, but yeah, when you think about it, they did let 43 points in. But he wasn't phased, was he, Mahomes? He went, he, they went and scored 40 points, you know, some great touchdowns and in, in a tough environment. And it's funny because that tough environment, I saw that... Um, starting quarterbacks under the age of 25 when playing in Foxborough uh, 0 for 24. 24 defeats, Get no out. wins. Get no, out. no starting quarterback under 25 has won in Foxborough. That was what he was up against. And that's what they do. Wow. Um, that is the beauty of the Patriots. I'm a stat man. I'll just take these stats. I'll roll them. I have so many stats there, so I'm real. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, Charlie. Not mine, but just great talking points. <laughs> they are great talking points. Uh, the Patriots looking very good. I thought they were down and out, but hey, do you know what? I, that's why I think I'm going to choose Brady over Breeze. Uh, just, oh. I know, I, I, but then I love Breeze. It's too difficult. That question's really got under my skin because it, it just, it's unanswerable. It mm. doesn't even matter. You're never going to have them on your team. They're a one-team quarterback. That's it. End of. Same with Rogers. Um, right, Charlie, last week on our Twitter, we asked the good people who follow this amazing podcast. Did I say that? And we asked the question, who is the coach that's most likely to go? Uh, or who's going to be on the firing line? Um, and uh, good people said Jason Garrett uh, was the main man to go from the Dallas Cowboys. That was a fair comment, I think. Was- unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, unbelievably so, because it was the way I would have voted, who I would have said probably the most, has been on it for the longest while. But this yeah. is the NFL. <laughs> it's fine. So uh, Cowboys go straight back to winning ways. Um, underneath the Jumbotron Cowboys versus the Jags Jags got 7 Cowboys 40 it was a whooping a whooping for the Cowboys so I think everyone voted for it guys but I I don't think Jason Garrett's his head's on the block after a result like that against a team tipped so heavily to do so well this year the Jags yeah definitely and I thought about this game and I went to ask you like not only did the Cowboys win would it be fair to say it was an upset win, even though they was at home. I, 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 think, think, it I think it was an upset, wasn't it? Definitely, because the Jags, are, according to everyone, are so good on defense. Mm. But the last two weeks, uh, didn't get a win against the Chiefs on the road, didn't get a win against the, the Cowboys. And everyone was thinking, that, but they're just kind of, not saying that they're one-dimensional, but they're very much a running game team, the Cowboys, with, with Zeke at the back. But I tell you what, Cole Beasley coming up with two touchdowns. Um, Dak, make it looking very good. However, I would say that the Cowboys are hit and miss this year and I don't think they're going to do too much with it. But it's great that they got that win against the Jags for it's, confidence. It's such an interesting point because there's so many teams who are free and free, two and free, who you, you can't work them out every week. Like, what, 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 I suppose they are, they are what they are, the, the 0.500 teams, the eight and eight teams. Like, they'll go and lose games that you, you definitely had them down for the win and then they, 
they go and smash the Jags and it's like, I, I can't work you out as a team, as a roster. You shouldn't be doing that. But then you'd, then they'll go and lose next week and just look really like nothing-y. Average. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, average. Thank you, just for the want of a better word. But what's, to, what's wrong with the Jags? Up, what, made... what, what, what's wrong with the Jags then? Because if, if, if we're saying that you and I are saying, look, the Cowboys are like yeah. a hit and miss team, what's wrong with the Jags at the moment? Because I, I it, we'll talk about fantasy in a minute, but mm. I had Blake Bortles this week. I thought he looked good against the Chiefs. But running back, they've just brought in Jamal Charles uh, for a, for a one season contract. Good running back. Uh, they've lost Fournette. They got yelled in a there. Huge loss. Huge loss. He's at he's at the the four. Hello of of all what they do. But I believe, like I said earlier. I'm going to put it down to a bad day at the office. I don't like to write people off in one game. I think the NF you, you can never do that. Uh, some people saying that they've been found out a little bit on defence. It's, it's a very similar concept. It's got more film on them. It's the same things they're running last year. I don't know if I believe that. They have far too much talent for that. But th- that defence should not be conceding 40 points. Full stop. Full but... Stop. You can't go to Dallas and only put up seven points because that's not good. That's not going to win that, you games. Yeah, no, no you're not going to be a lot of teams only putting up seven points. Well, it was interesting the Titans game that that, that, that was such a low scoring game. The Jags are kind of hit and miss. Good mm. on defense, but now they've lost the defense. It's a bit like what are they as a team? It, uh, Charlie makes a really good point there that that obviously each year you you play all your sixteen games. If you go into the playoffs, you you try different schemes, as we call it, the schematics. Uh, but that's all on tape. And a team then gets to watch all of those tapes and film and then get to work you out on how to play. I, I, I don't know, maybe the Jags are, are, are being watched a lot because they know how good that they're, they're, they're a target now, aren't they? They've got a target on their back. People take them more seriously. They put more, more effort into the film room. And they know, they've seen, maybe they've seen weaknesses. They've seen flaws. I'm not sure if I, I would say that, but that wasn't a good result. And at three and three, they, I think they, I think they only lost, was it three games last year? Did they go 13 three or maybe, maybe a bit less, but so they're already up to it now. Not a good start. Um, Jags at home to the Texans in week. Massive AFC game. It brings us week back to the, uh, to the question last week. We had a question saying, you know, with the, with the Jags and the Titans losing and the Texans winning two, is this division more open? Well, the Texans went and won again, the Jags and the Titans lost. So that division, I think all three are at three and three, aren't they? Yeah. It's completely uh, well, the, wide open. The Colts, uh, another loss Apart for them. the Colts, yeah. Uh, they, well, the fact we didn't even talk about them, they, they're at home to the Bills in week seven, but they lost to the Jets. And if if the Jet, you'll get if you're allowing the Jets to get 42 points and you're putting up 34, you, you told me that that game was already kind of done and there were sort of bonus mm. points for the, for the Colts but one and five the Colts don't see them doing too much um, and uh, I've got a little tip in my boom and bust for the Bills at the Colts uh, that's still to come uh, Charlie um, so there we go uh, we've got to talk PUP um, the physically unable to perform uh, this week I'm going to go straight in there with your main man uh, Miller who was supposed to be protecting Derek Carr Big London game. We love to see the NFL over here. Very lucky to have three games. The first one was the Seahawks versus the Raiders. And the man supposedly trying to protect Derek Carr couldn't do it against the main man, uh, Clark. Unbelievable scenes. But that, unfortunately, that rookie, that was a harsh learning curve for him. Very interesting because he was the next tackle taken after Mike McGlinchey, who we spoke about earlier. And both, both guys didn't have the greatest of days. Physically unable to perform. Uh, what about you? Who was who was kind of physically unable to perform this week? I can't even say it. Every week I struggle with it. My physically unable to perform this week is two teams, the Bears and the Buccaneers. And I will tell you why. The whole team. The whole team. 
The whole oh. franchise. Okay, listen up, guys. We're on my this firing line. I'm going to tell you why. He's crossed his arms, his legs. He's ready. Yeah. You both came off of a bye week. You had an extra week to study the team you were playing. You had an extra week to recover. You had an extra week to prepare, and you put up those performances. That is not good enough. Wow. So name those two teams. Name and shame. The Buccaneers. Yeah. Terrible. The, the way they started in the first half on defense, they knew they was what they was up against on the Falcons. That should have been two weeks planning for them. Same with the Bears. They were playing. Let's get this right. We keep hearing that they're one of the league's top defenses. And, and I just want to say they are. They're scary. They have players all over. We know. We spoke about Mack and Lemp and um, Hicks and Leonard. But you played a backup quarterback, conceded 31 points, 541 yards, Brock through for 380. This, this um, I'll be honest, the Bears were my, my lock of the week. At, before hearing that Brock was playing, I thought, oh, Brock's playing, it's over. Interesting stat about Brock. His first career start ever in the NFL, it was the, he played for the Broncos. He beats the Bears. He, got, he gets traded to the Texans. His first career start for the Texans, he plays and defeats the Bears. His first career start for the Miami Dolphins. Unbelievable. He plays and defeats the Bears. I mean... I'm the, shocked just more at your stats. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, research, my friend. That's, yeah, it's something I'm not familiar with. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but Brock Eyes, they should have done better. Uh, what I loved but, about the Dolphins, got to be said, Frank the Tank. I'm a oh. massive fan of that guy. Brought in to be the kind of co-partner with uh, Kenyon Drake. Drake having that fumble right at the end. It is a brilliant game. I strongly suggest you go back and it, watch it, it. It was probably the game I like enjoyed most on, on the weekend. It was a wild game. Again, team's defense went out the, out the window. Brock, it's funny because we always say, when you get that guy who you knew, and as much as we, 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 we say that Brock's not, not fantastic and his career's rapidly gone downhill, we, sp- we spoke about on earlier pods the quarterback whisperer, Adam Gase. He's now in a system where the, co- the, the head coach is just purely calling plays suited to you and your strengths. And I think as a quarterback, that's what you need. We hear about Baker Mayfield. Todd Haley's completely revamped it because he just wants to play to Baker's strengths. Brock Osweiler, all right, it, it, it could well have been a one-off. But he threw up some serious yardage on a, def- on a, a Bears defense I love. And I don't know. I mean, we'll see next week. We could be talking Tannehill, about Tannehill, Very interesting. Uh, is is your, your number one quarterback, the franchise quarterback for the Dolphins, um, coming off injury with his shoulder, his throwing arm. Um, do you reckon he comes straight back into the team uh, with Dolphins at home to the Lions? That's a big game. The Lions coming off uh, that bye week. As soon as he's 100% fit, he comes straight back into the team. I don't think that'll be this week. But I just love the energy Brock was giving. He was geeing everyone up on the sidelines. Come on, come on. And it's funny because the Bears had a kick to win a game. And the Bears, that kicker was actually a Dolphins fan. But the uh, Bears kicker has a kick to win a game. Brock, you know, NFL films, they catch him. He's on the sidelines and he goes, guys, he's missing this kick. We need to go on and score in overtime to win. So he's telling them all, don't worry, this kick is over. And I'm like... I love that. I love that. Preparing him. He, he didn't know he was going to miss it. They go on. Kenyon Drake fumbles on the one-yard line. I was like, this game, it just it, it had, had it all this game. Oh, it, was, it was just brilliant. But uh, fins up. The, uh, definitely the fins up. Um, but, but having a really good backup quarterback is so important we to just, it, yeah. just to step up. Um, but would you, but, before but, this, said Brock was a good backup quarterback? Or is no. it the system? So no, it's I, very interesting, is it? Because I start to believe uh, when people are like, oh no, Brock Osweiler's coming in. I should have definitely had him for my fantasy uh, team. I traded out Alex Smith. I told you, Charlie, in the world of fantasy, I said his ceiling is he, he won't get 20 points. 
uh, bring in Blake Bortles because he's had a few games over 20 points and that went badly for me this week. Should have had Osweiler uh, getting something like 26 points in, in the PPR league. Um, a man that definitely stands out is Todd Gurley. Fantastic uh, game for him against the Broncos. Uh, a if you have Todd Gurley, you know how good he is. My dad keeps reminding me, uh, or I brought him into our fantasy league. He's loving Todd Gurley. Um, he's definitely a standout player in the, in the fantasy. Who's standing out for you in fantasy at the moment? Well, I've, yeah, I mean, there's a few, but Todd Gurley, it's almost like watching a video game. He's just unbelievable, putting up serious points in real life and fantasy. It's pretty scary, really. I think um, the amount he's putting up is the most for a running back, but... The, the player that I, I actually want to talk about in fantasy and a little bit in real life is Julio Jones. You know, he's he's one of the best wide receivers to ever do it. I love him. He can put up monster numbers. He's always one of, in fantasy, a, a guy you would go to pretty early. But he has 707 yards. He doesn't have one single touchdown this year. I, I was not. Ju- I was just. About, I was trying to Google that at, at the same time you were talking. I was like, I'm pretty sure Julio Jones hasn't been in there. Hasn't didn't but have for a the number. He's, he's scoring great fantasy points, but he just doesn't have a touchdown. And would you have said what week six? If I would have said to you at start, Julio Jones no touchdown, you wouldn't have said no because he gets one in the first week. And they don't seem to target him in a red zone. Very strange. Very strange. But it's funny that it, you mentioned Gurley just because Gurley has 19 touchdowns since Julio last got one. <laughs> I love the stats from Charlie. Uh, this is what you're going to get from this podcast, week in, week out. Stats from Charlie Hawkins. Not every week. Pressure. I don't well, like well, it. look, I think it's going to happen. Um, that is a great stat. Uh, in, in terms of, I've noticed it with a few other players that don't go into the end zone. You, you, you may as well, if you have a fantasy player, uh, Antonio Brown is not going to get that ball in, in the end zone. They go for big tight ends. That's what Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers loves to have. Someone James in there. Connor running it in. Jesse James. I love the name anyway for the Steelers, the tight end. He, he's your go-to guy because Lance he's just McDonald, big. Yeah. Um, it's Shout just... out to the Steelers quickly. Just uh, We didn't talk about the game, but not only did they beat the Bengals, a divisional rival, last time they've played them, they've beat them seven times on the spin. Incredible scenes. And that, that just Ben, ben Roethlisberger going for it on a fourth down, firing it straight to Antonio. Them games Bra- are always great between them two. Uh, Bengals fans, uh, Charlie, you tipped them to be going to the playoffs earlier in there. I still do. I still do. I'll, I'll, I'll stay with it. I'm confident. Well, you should do. Uh, they are four and two. Uh, my eyes suddenly just can't find them on our uh, little sheet. We put sheets of paper up and, uh, and yeah, four and two. Uh, are the Bengals. Steelers looking good and maybe Le'Veon Bell comes back. Uh, They've got a bye week. So is he going to come back? Who knows? Uh, That's fantasy done. Charlie, boom or bust. That's what we do every single week. But we had a bad one last week. I said the Panthers uh, were going to get another win against the Redskins and two touchdowns for Cam Newton. And also I said the Dolphins would be three and three. But then I didn't sort of plan for Osweiler to come in and have such a game. So another... For me, what was your boom or bust? I said week? that Trubisky would throw two interceptions, but the Bears would win. So, again, we we, we Brock done us, Brock brocked us. <laughs> and what else did you say for that last week? That I, I had one. Like, that was it. it the, just the Trubisky two interceptions, ah. but the Bears would win. So it was, it was rolled into one. But um, yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Um, looking at the three hundred dollar ticket to try and go and watch the Patriots at the Bears, I'm going to stay away from that one for the boom or bust. I uh, just wanted to throw out that little stat. It's not as good as yours. Ravens hold Saints at home. How about those apples? Ravens Ravens win. Wow. Ravens get a win. I like it. I like it. Uh, I don't know why I like it. I still don't like it. I saw it this weekend, the whole Flacco uh, and, and Jackson. Just Very strange. 
Very he had disinterested, Flacco was. He was. He was. He didn't he even was, move. He. He. But I was like, "You're giving the play away. It's obvious you're not getting. He's not like going to shovel the past you. It's all going to be Jackson." It was just but, very strange. So, so when the players line up against each other, you kind of man mark. You you mark one zone, for yeah, one zone coverage or man coverage. Sorry. So you sort of like one to one. If Flacco's there on the, what, you don't even need a defender. He looked to, like he was waiting for a bus. <laughs> with Zando <laughs> as well. Um, and my other prediction is Buffalo win at. Colts and I've basically said that for the reason that I just I just the Colts are losing too many points but then who is going to be Mafia going to love that Bills Mafia big up to yourselves because you haven't got a lot to cheer about this year and that's coming from a Niners fan Uh, but yeah I just I just like Buffalo I think they're a a, a sturdy solid uh, team and I think they're going to get the win at the Colts okay my boom and bust are well you just told me the 49ers haven't got a lot to be uh, happy about. And earlier I said, there's so many positives to the 49ers. And I wasn't saying that to be nice. I wasn't just saying it to cheer Tom up. I was saying it because I truly believe it. And I'm going to stand by it. And my bust this week is that the Ravens, are un- um, the Rams, sorry, forgive me, are undefeated no more. The 49ers beat them at Levi Stadium. The 49ers... Charlie, I, I think that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. After watching the Niners and watching the Rams, the Rams are the six and O team. They're the only undefeated team. Yeah. You're saying they go the one and to five, Levi Stadium, yeah. and they wear the jeans of of the losers. Forty Niners, no, it's a divisional game. Ridiculous. We saw it in the Seahawks. They're going to be run close. They were run close against the Broncos. The Forty Niners beat the Rams. I'm, I'm going tw- for it. I'm, I'm going to tweet that out and say this is what Charlie thinks. <laughs> shame him. No, I'm not going to shame you because I hope it we'll happens. See. I'm going to stand It's by a divisional it. rival game. The Rams Anything are too- can happen in this game. Do you know what? Last year, uh, when they played each other, uh, Brian Hoyer was in and it was an absolute battle, a gunslinging exactly. match where Sammy Watkins was, was... Wasn't it like 40... It was ridiculous. Like 70 points or something. It was crazy. And I'm, I predict more of the same. It's like we've seen last night, it can happen. And uh, just to go back, my boom is that the Jets win again, three games at home, three wins. They're going to beat the Vikings. Okay, they are at home. The Vikings are coming along. Um, just a massive shout out now. I think this is a section in the show. Big shout out to... Um, your main man with the dancing celebration, Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Weird little celebration that, but uh, but they look yeah. good. And they had a running game for the first time, the Vikings. So I, I, I if they can keep that running game, I think the Jets are going to lose. They have a running game or Cardinals run defense. Mm, worst in the league. So uh, final thoughts and a big shout out. Uh, Final thoughts have to be about the fact that London is happening again this Sunday. Uh, sadly, I can't be there. But Charlie, you're heading down there. Flying a flag for us, yeah. Uh, I can't be there because I'm hoping, fingers crossed, to be at You'll the be Eagles. You'll be at the Eagles game. I will be at the Eagles. NFL comes to London and you go away. Yeah, I thought, well, you We know. need to do both. We'll, we'll get <laughs> translated. Uh, what, what, what do you make of the Titans and they're coming over to London? That They've been a, a real Jekyll and Hyde team, uh, up and down, uh, no points this week. Mariota being sacked. Yeah, they don't times. look great on offense, but... Defense, they've they've actually looked pretty good. Chargers look great in offense. So hopefully it'll be a good game. I really hope the Titans don't get shot out and it's a bit of a one-sided nothing game. But um just it's- excited to go back to Wembley. We said, look, we're two London fans, you know, um we just love it over here. And uh, watching it on Sunday, just the noise when they come out from Wembley, seeing all the different jerseys, just just everyone gets together and it's like, oh, everyone, like everyone's here because we all share this same passion. So uh, it, it is uh I think that's what we're trying to do with this podcast and the NFL and the UK. A lot of people out there wanting to, and I'm going to say it on the podcast, uh, trying to hold on to what they've got in terms of the NFL. But it, like, well, this is my fan base. and But that's not how it's going to grow in the UK. We all have to be in on this. 
but it's interesting. It was a Seahawks home game, even though it was billed as an Oakland Raiders at home. Yeah. It was definitely made to oh, be, there, there was no like, make some noise on third down. What's the no, point? It was, it was partisan Seahawks, wasn't it? It literally, it, it, it felt like they, they must've outnumbered them. What? Seven, seven to three must've been. So, uh, yeah, massive uh, Seahawks home game. They're very well followed, though, aren't they? I think it's definitely going to be a Chargers game. Gordon looking incredible, that running back on there uh, for the Chargers. Um, any other things to note, final thoughts uh, for the games that are coming up? London, I will be on our Twitter uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going to go and see the Temple Owls. That's our college team play. They share the same stadium as the, as the Eagles. So uh, I'll be posting out some pictures. Uh, Charlie, has to be said, uh, we have got a quiz question. So the quiz question at the beginning of the show. Since two- we nearly 000- forgot again. Uh, nearly, but it didn't happen. Since 2017, four quarterbacks with at least 5,000 passing yards and a completion percentage of 66% or higher. Who are those quarterbacks? Case Keenum is one. Alex Smith correct he's got it in there uh, the dink and dunk you know short passage but making sure that completion is pretty high uh, he's a man I'll give you a clue for the Tom other Brady. two no not Tom Brady uh, massive payday for this quarterback this season huge, both of them huge paydays one Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins moved to the Vikings uh, from the Redskins and the other one huge payday I think he's the highest paid uh, quarterback uh, is it after Cousins or there or thereabouts Garoppolo no? No. Rogers. No? I'm completely lost. Okay, Falcons. Oh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Oh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I forgot about it. Is he the but most? One, they're all there or thereabouts, aren't they? In terms of, he had a huge payday. second after Rogers, Ryan. Wow. Uh, well, there you go. Listen, um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Uh, any final thoughts, Charlie, on basically what's going on in the world? Of uh, just can't wait to see everyone at London, Wembley, just everyone out there getting lots of photos and lots of stories for the pod. And just that's where it all started, really. So, no, I'm excited for Sunday. Beautiful. You have an amazing time. I'll have an awesome time with Philly. Uh, we'll catch you in we can seven swap stories next week. Oh, thank you. Yeah, tailgating. What was it like in London? What was it like in Philly? Unbelievable. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, we'll see you in seven days' time. Spread the love, spread the word about the NFL. Uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast.